bitches and hoes. Bitches and hoes. <laughs> New lower class rats. We getting started off with some new lower class brats, some new lower class brats, some brand spanking new lower class brats. I don't even know the name of the track I'm about to play, but uh, let's see how long we can get live on Facebook before they kick us off, starting out with actual vinyl, a little overwhelmed. Let's see how this fucking goes. Me, 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 me. All right, live, go. What's going on, everybody? I'm Andrew Bedlam, and we got some new lower class brats. That was new from the lower class brats. Now, I just got this record in the mail today. I believe it came out technically earlier this week. Um, it's released by a bunch of different labels, depending on like what country you're in. Also, of course, the what do they call it? The orphans records or something like that. The lower class brats like DIY entity, but it's also uh, TKO records. And I do know that some friends of the show, like Dismantled Records, Kurt, they have some of the black and I believe orange versions of this record. But this version, my friends, is sold out and you had to be a member of LCB United to get it in the first place. 
And uh, yeah, this is what the Pogo City one-sided Parasitics record was supposed to look like. But as I said in another video, United Records incapable of doing work such nice as this, so good as this. But uh, yes, it's Orphan Records, TKO Records. Like I said, the mass-produced one, the orange ones and the black ones, those are still available. But uh, yeah, I'm Andrew Bedlam. This is Pogo City Radio. I'm going to be here uh, smoking some marijuana. I'm running a little low, though. I got some, but I got to save it for Brew Girl Jess because she actually had to go to real work today. I, myself, I kind of, I didn't go to real, real work, but I had to do some work because that bitch Renee um, doing some stuff to her attic or her uh, basement, right? Uh, some remodeling, got to insulate some shit. And I do this shit all the time. I know what I'm doing, except I did neglect to realize that I don't own a pickup truck anymore and haven't for years. And when I do this work, other people there have trucks. So I didn't like realize that I don't have the room to get the material that I bought to Renee's. Not even to Renee's. How about home from Home Depot while I have my kids in the car? So I literally, so it's some sheetrock. And luckily, it worked out the way I needed to be cut. I had to cut up this eight-foot board of sheetrock into eight one foot sections strips of sheetrock to get it in my car so I could drive it home and then drive it. And I got a whole big bat of insulation, you know, like a whole big bag of it. And uh, yeah, I had to fit that in my car plus all my tools. So I'll be doing that later, but I got to save just some weed because we're, we're getting, we're getting, she'll kill me if I smoke it all. What am I going to say? That's, that's just, it's just the God's honest truth. But a lot has happened. We have a big show for you today. And uh, yeah, I'm totally pumped about this LCB record, by the way. It's called Tales of the Wild, the Ugly, and the Damned. Now, you know me. I got the special edition version. So it also comes with an autograph. So I, when I got an LCB United, if you don't know, I think they reopened registration or whatever, too. But uh, it was limited when it first happened. You could pay. It was mad cheap. It was like $15, $20. And you would get like this merch pack. Like no records, but like some stickers, pins, patches, like a card. And um, I, what I really wanted was an autographed like 8x10 high gloss promo of the band. So I got all that. But when you do that, it basically puts you in the fan club. And now when they have releases and stuff like that, they're doing special edition releases that only LCB United members could get. Now, there's more than 100 LCB United members, so even the members had a fight over these records. I ordered it the day it became available, and uh, I got number 80 out of 100. So if they did those in chronological order, not that I know they did, but that means there was only 20 left when I bought it the morning it came out. But um, it comes with an embroidered patch, several stickers, a really nice vinyl sticker of the Droog Skull, an LCB United pin. The last package came with a pin and like a hard enamel badge as well. And uh, what else did it come with? The, the autographs of the authenticity. A, um, oh, some trading cards like and bubblegum, like old school baseball cards. But they don't even really remind me of baseball cards. They more remind me of the cards that I used to get in the early 90s that were like for movies like Batman Returns where they even had like golf war cards with like fighter jets on them and shit. And it would come with, like, gum and shit. 
So they have a thing of cards like that. It says first edition on them and stuff like that. And the poster, really cool prize package, like or um, merch package. But like I said, the regular record's still available. I did listen to more than half of it already while I was setting up for this show. So I already had a big show planned for today before this record showed up in the mail. And I was like, oh, damn, now I got to get up there, got to get up there. And while I was setting up... I listened to um, most of the A-side, a couple tracks from the B-side. It's definitely an LCB record, man. It sounds just like Marty and Bones, and, uh, you know, it's definitely got that. It, it does have, um, not that they have, like, a different error of sounds, really, but it does have that more punk core, those, like, no-dubs-fly-here standard-issue feel to it. Not as much rather be hate it, but, like, it's still both... We're splitting hairs here, you know, the really early stuff versus like the shit that came out 10 years later versus the shit that's now like 15 years even further. I just think it's awesome that they're putting out records and you can still tell right away it's the lower class brats like instantly. And each track just sounds like, you know, one of their songs like and that that's what I like. And not like all their songs sound the same, but I like a band with a sound. But speaking of a band with a sound, one band that I loved in high school that you really couldn't say had a sound, had more like three sounds, maybe five sounds, depending on who wrote the track. Now, they just had an anniversary reunion show, and you motherfuckers know I'm talking about The Unseen and our trip to Boston with Blanks and Violent Society. But uh, before we talk about all that, why don't we get to a special track the unseen did this past weekend? Here's no evacuation. I fucked everything up. I may have fucked up here. Bunch of bitches. Here's the unseen chainsaw on vocals. Chaos, chaos in a cell. Chaos, chaos in a cell. Chaos, chaos in a cell. Chaos, chaos in a cell.
All right, The Unseen right there, coming off their third album, The Anger and the Truth. Speaking of the anger, pissed as shit, I could not get my dab rig hot enough while listening to that song for it to actually smoke up. A little pissed off now, but I was not, although at times I was pissed off, I was not always pissed off <laughs> during The Unseen show, and it was fucking awesome. It really was, so... You knew what happened. The 30-year anniversary. Now I'm sorry. I do gotta. I do gotta say. Apparently, the unseen want to give the people what they want, and the virus does not. Ooh, because the unseen actually brought out people like Paul Unseen and Chainsaw on stage as a little bit of a reunion to go and do the songs they sang. So of course, Paul Unseen in the band for like eight years, and you know a lot of people. That's like their favorite era, like, you know what I mean? And so they had Paul come out and sing two of his songs. They were Too Young to Know, Too Reckless to Care was the second one. What did they play before that? Was it something to say? I feel like it was off something uh, from uh, So This Is Freedom, though. Uh, what was it, Punk's Attack? No, it wasn't Punk's Attack. One of Sean's favorites what 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 is one of sean bedlam four dollars sean it's one of his favorite unseen songs well they played it with paul and it was awesome i actually recorded it i think it's up on pogo city radio's threads because there's threads now and pogo city radio has a threads but hey pretty fucking cool go there check it out see paul reunite it with the unseen i probably have it on facebook or something too Totally cool. They still had Mark on fr out front while they were singing. So back in the day, now I did get to see the Unseen when they used to do this, when Tripp used to sing and Mark and Paul and Mark and Paul would switch on and off the drums. Paul would also play guitar and then they'd have two guitar players with Scotty and like it was awesome. It was awesome. Now when I saw them back in the day, they didn't really regularly play No Evacuation because one of the roadies sings that song like a friend of the band, like he wasn't somebody who was in the band. It was by Chainsaw, and they had him at the reunion, and they actually played that song live. I saw him do it back in the day, and they just had Mark sing it with Paul on drums, and that was really fucking cool, too. But it was so awesome, you know what I mean? And uh, the place was packed. crowd was nice and wild, and um, they did play ADD, but they tried to have, like, Mark sing it. And that one, they fucked up a little. They did a bunch of covers. They did several Misfits. Of course, they did Halloween. You know, like, I feel like certain bands cover a song. And then if they, like, even if it's a live version, once they release it then, then that song kind of gets, like, associated with them a little if people like it. So, like, they play the Halloween semi-regularly when you would see them live. And then, uh, but they also played Attitude. And uh, what else did they play? Like Tommy Gun or something. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a fun time and something else that made it kind of fun. I'm listening to somebody sing and I'm like, I know this voice. I, I don't realize it. I don't know this band, but it turns out it was the singer from Dark Buster, his other band. And if you don't know, Dark Buster was the band who put out the song I Hate the Unseen, making fun of them and talking mad shit wishing them dead and into car accidents <laughs> talking about punching them in the face and calling them beady-eyed and spitting about their songs <laughs> but it was funny because they specifically talk shit on the track social security and like uh mark says something and he's like uh yeah you know they made fun of us 
singing about Social Security, but they're the motherfuckers that should be worried about losing their Social Security, calling them old and shit. And it was pretty funny, but it was awesome because not only did they play, they had him come up and sing Social Security with the band. So that was pretty cool. All them guys from Boston. And why don't we play in the spirit of fun, the Dark Buster with I Hate the Unseen up next on Pogo.
Or at least get in a bad car accident. All right. That was Dark Buster. And uh, someone else in the crowd I noticed right away uh, was Brett Threat up front singing uh, for the beginning part of The Unseen. Now, uh, why don't we play something off What the Fuck Will Change featuring Mark and Brett Threat and uh, Brian Pogo and the rest of them, a global threat, False Patriot, up next. always loved that goddamn song. Now, I don't know if it seems like at sometimes a global threat called Maine and sometimes Boston. I don't fucking know. But uh, there's definitely some good stories in the liner note of that release. But we've been talking about some new records, talking about lower class brats and shit. There's some other new records I have received, and I actually see some of them in the comments right now. I see a bunch of people in the comments. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out. And I see Joe there what the fuck is good joe talking about the latest unsub seven inch and uh the pogo crew got our copies last weekend or so i believe it is called recharge got some uh cool artwork and stuff came with these really cool stickers of like a uh alien so joe really into aliens me too but uh I, they had the stickers like an alien like kidnapping some girl with like a nice butt over her sh his shoulder, the aliens their shoulder with like a UFO beaming them up behind it. It was real cool, but uh, definitely like this record. Of course, the latest lineup, and uh, we're gonna play. Even though I have a record here, I'll show it to you. It's real nice orange, a very clockwork esque. LCB also got the orange. This camera making it a little bit more yellow. Definitely a clockwork orange in person. Does not look yellow like that. This has got it looking, the camera's got it looking like that blanks fucking split from Germany with the Johnny Thunders cover, London boys and uh, all that on it. It looks like that, but it's actually more like a clockwork orange. But uh, yes, yes. I wonder if you could tie this together. They say that Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing video and um, clockwork orange is that why joe made the record orange is it like an homage to stanley kubrick and um you know people who say we didn't actually fly to the moon i don't know i don't know it's just cool 
definitely awesome. We're going to play a track from it. This track you can go on to YouTube and hear as well. The record, I don't see it on Spotify, but you can find this track or just go and buy the actual record. They have them at Spin Me Round as well as the latest Pogo release, uh, the, the Parasitics and One-Sided One. But we're going to get to the unsubs. Here's to the losers. They are from Virginia. The Spiky Tops headed to Virginia soon. We'll talk more about it. Here are the unsubs, the losers up next on Pogo. Now, 4D Kids, of course, doing uh, the Pogo in the Pit stuff. Some of you people who ordered, pre-ordered the fucking one-sided Parasitics record got, I think, 15 people got those or something as a uh, freebie. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. That is one of Joe's bands. Another one of Joe's bands is the Spiky Tops, where he is now playing bass. He was not playing bass on this next recording. That was I. Joe's singing vocals in this song. We're going to split vocals now. This is me and Renee on guitar. You know that. $4, Sean. 
that asshole on drums, and he is in the comments, and it is Punk's Attack. Not, God damn it, did I say Punk's Attack? He wrote, are we dead yet? That's it. It was, are we dead yet? Sean called it in the thing because he knew what I was talking about. That was the other Paul song, The Unseen Did, blah, 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 blah. Spiky Tops, going to Virginia. We're going to record songs. I don't know how many because we didn't learn them all, so it's not going to be six, but it's still going to be like four or five or some shit, and we're going to play the fuck out of them on this show. But uh, we're going to record, re-record this track. Here's the Spiky Tops. Let's go, Pogo. Go to Pogo City HQ. Order a shirt or a mug, bitches. Goddamn punk rock songs are too short for me to heat up my dab rig. <laughs> Sometimes, motherfuckers, who the fuck wrote that song? God damn it! Well, actually, fun fact: that a uh, track, truly a collaborative effort. Now, I think every song written by a band is a collaboration, but some more than others, and that one truly a collaboration. Let me hit this dab real quick. Goddamn short-ass punk rock songs, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, that song, truly a collaborative effort. Joe writing all of the lyrics. Um, I wrote the majority of the music, but Renee came up with the little turnaround and, of course, the solo section. And, you know, Sean, he bangs stuff, whatever they call that, instrument. You guys can't hear my air quotes, but I'm, I'm sure you could actually hear my air quotes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but it really was a collaborative era. The effort, goddammit, I've said that term three fucking times in one goddamn minute and said it wrong each and every goddamn time. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? No, apparently not. But yes, the spiky tops 
getting ready. Now we're definitely recording going down to the bar, which is a special song to me. We're definitely recording, re-recording that last one. And um, we're definitely recording this little anthem song that Renee did the words to and I did the music to. And uh, we're doing one of my other old songs that I've never recorded. Played it live a couple times, but not really. Just a handful. Party till your guts fill out. That's going to be a good one. Now, we also had an old Bedlam song we're bringing back. Now, this will be part of our live set regardless. Drunken Horny. God damn, did I have to rewrite the lyrics to that song. But, <laughs> but um, God damn. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if we're going to be able to get that one tracked. I hope we will. We did realize that if me, Renee, and Sean can get the two guitars and uh, the drums, Joe can do the rest anytime. So hopefully, maybe we'll be able to squeak in Drunk and Horny. That would be five. And the sixth one is my favorite. It's called, it's one of, it's I think it's the newest song I've written. I wrote it like maybe eight months ago. And um, I've never played it with a full band, but I got it down. And um, I haven't even showed it to him yet. And I, I don't think, especially because I want it to be good. It's a rocking song. I don't think we're going to get that one down at all. That would be number six. But maybe we'll get a live recording or an in-the-basement recording, Jimmy, if you're listening. But, uh, yeah, uh, live recording. I think maybe we're going to play some shows in the fall. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe fall winter maybe there'll be a couple spiky top shows i don't know i could see us maybe doing three shows in the fall who knows who knows but you will get at least one definitely two we'll try and squeak in three the more the merrier right but uh we'll see definitely excited about it i see rude girl just there in the comments chandler bolo where are these bolo recordings what are you guys motley fucking crew or something like what what is going on my man <laughs> Is this the new uh, Chinese rocks? You're going to get it mastered, remastered, re-remastered, re-re-re-re-remastered. Then someone can steal them, them, then someone can destroy them, then someone can find them, then they can re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-master. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. How's everyone doing? I'm going to see the Barbie movie tonight. I think it's going to be pretty fucking funny, cool, awesome. Margot Robbie's in it, so it can't be that fucking bad like goddamn wolf of wall street right who's with me in wolf of wall street now i know jessica jessica in the comments thought i was gonna be all harley quinn and don't get me wrong my favorite margot robbie is definitely harley quinn but wolf of wall street goddamn like goddamn she doesn't even wear clothes in that movie it like <laughs> Like, are there scenes where she has clothes on? I think just when she's walking in the first time as, like, her is secretary. I think she's or the airline girl, whatever she is. I think only at that moment does she have clothes on in that movie. Like, goddamn. But <laughs> Jessica's all pissed because one of her, like, hardest heart throbs, like, always has been Ryan Gosling. And, like, I don't care. My, my cousin was in love with Ryan Gosling. I, I just, I, I, not that he's bad looking, but I was like, why? I don't get why. Like, I could see women throwing themselves at a fight club Brad Pitt. And, like, they would act like fucking 
uh, the dude playing Ken, Ryan Gosling, was that. And it, I just don't see it. But Jess all pissed. She hates his hair in it. I'm like, but it's Ken hair. You know what I mean? She's like, no, I hate his hair. But in every, uh, but then she sees his pecs and she's like, okay, well, I, I do still like him. And uh, but any scene where he doesn't have his like plastic blonde hair, Jess is like, no, no, he's hot, he's hot still. <laughs> but yeah, so it'll be interesting. We are taking our children. Let's hope, let's hope uh, Jess and me can keep it PG while we're there and not go running at the screen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely gonna be a good time. Renee coming. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a Barbie night. We're going to Seaside next weekend. That'll be fun. I think Mike might be coming too, all of us, Renee, the kids. I think Mike's coming. No Johnny. Johnny was there this weekend, got to hang out with Jimmy and Lexi this weekend. That was a lot of fun. We were at Tom and Victoria's from the Showcase Showdown. First time I got to meet them in person. It was funny because I was talking to Jess about them, and she was like, I don't know them. And I said, yeah, you've never met them. And I said, I've never met them. But I was like, wait. But I know I've met Victoria, and I was very confused because I knew I hadn't met her, but felt like I met her, and then I realized it was Zoom bullshit during COVID with the Zoom dance parties and setting them up and getting them ready. And Because I was like, wait, I know I have interaction with this woman, but I have never met her. So we finally got to meet in person, and uh, yeah, their house was awesome. It was really nice. We went all around Boston. It was fucking sweet, yo. So they're like a municipal city hall fucking thing, right? It looks like like the U.S. Capitol. It's like a dome building, except it's all fucking gold, right? And it's in the middle of like this gorgeous, think like Central Park-esque. Much smaller, but like still very big. Central Park-esque. But it has like a what they call like the lily pad pond or something. It's some big ass pool, maybe 100 meters wide, and 25 meters long, it's a rectangle, but it's only like a foot deep. But there's like sprinklers and shit that shoot 15 feet in the air and you know, there's like, it's like a water play thing kind of. And then there's also a traditional jungle gym and a merry-go-round and a bunch of street performers. I saw this really good old dude had to be pushing 80, one man band, made up a bunch of instruments and um, has stuff. So he's sitting in like a chair playing, of course, a hi-hat and a bass drum and strumming his guitar with a guitar with a uh, fucking pick, but also a drumstick in his hand so he could come down and hit the snare drum. And uh, so he's playing like that and got some other weird percussive instruments and harmonicas and kazoos to blow in. So he's sitting in like almost like this Stephen Hawkins machine, but it's all instruments. And then he's got lots of like toy instruments along like what would be a wheelchair. And the fucking thing rocks and swings. He operates it somehow where it mechanically it starts moving and stuff. But kids can come up and hit the percussive instruments. He'll be singing. Really cool. I don't remember what song he was singing, but it was a classic song from like the 40s that I knew. And uh, but yeah, it was real awesome. A lot of random street performers. I saw an Asian person there, and they were strumming. It was an electric version of it. So think of so you got like a stand-up bass or a cello. If you know what an electric version of it looks like, it's more of like a broomstick with long strings because there's really no need for a body because there's no need for acoustic sound basically and uh, to resonate as much. And um, But they had some weird Asian instrument that was being played with a bow. And I heard it 
the, the I recognized the tones from like Mortal Kombat and shit, but I had never seen one before. I don't know what it was. I know it's like more of an ancient sounding traditional Asian uh, instrument, so they weren't always electric, and so I don't really think it offered a good visual perspective to me of what it would have looked like, but it was being played similar to how a cello with a bow would be played, but it was shaped differently. And uh, that was really interesting. We went to the Cheers Bar, which is also right at um, that spot. We saw these cool, we didn't go on the tour, but there's these cool boats. They look, you would call it a boat if you see my picture, but then they have actual street tires on them. And what it is is a tour, and you get picked up on like the corner or some shit, and you get on this boat with wheels, and then this boat drives into whatever body of water. So it's like a hybrid vehicle, and um, it drives into a... Uh, whatever body of water and you go see the ducks and shit, that would have been fun to do. They had a lot of those like pedal boats with like 20 people on them and stuff. A lot of fun, really nice, hot. You guys probably saw pictures of us sitting on the ducks. I know I took one solo picture of Tommy Blewett who was hanging out a bunch as well. He was staying at Tom and Victoria's and um, took a picture of him on the duck. People loving that, it was fucking great, especially because he had had his hair in like water so he had like slicked it back and it looked all shiny like he had gel in his hair but it was just because it was soaking wet he was basically in the pool you know what i mean but in the picture you don't know that and it looks like he has like mad gel in his hair and he's a greaser and it's slicked back and he's on this big golden duck with a kiss t-shirt it's fucking great and then there's a further away picture of like a bunch of us that victoria took pretty much everyone else except for renee on the ducks with Johnny standing up behind us. It's great. It was a lot of fun. Got a lot of cool pictures. Went to Shake's Burgers and Fries or whatever. Yo, yo, fucking A, dude. That shit was banging. All right, now we did not get a shake, but I did get a bacon burger with some crispy onions because you can like build your own shit. So think like onion rings, you know, like cut up onion rings in my burger with the bacon. That shit was banging as fuck with some cheese. You know the fuck it was i got some weird pomegranate dragon fly drink and it was fucking good too bitches but yeah it was awesome i definitely recommend shake shack but that is your corporate advertisement for the day speaking of corporate advertisement have you heard about this anti-flag shit now look i'm not gonna go into it but I'm just saying, it, it seems like when the band instantly breaks up and no one advocates for you, that you seem guilty as fuck. So I, I think that shit is true. I'm sure everyone's heard about it. It's all over my timeline. I've been chirping off about it because, you know, it reminds me of the stolen wheelchairs slash vulture raid. But, you know, I don't need to go down that rant again. But, uh, yeah, so fuck all that shit. And, you know, it's funny, too, because it's... And I don't actually mean it's funny, of course. But, like, as someone... So I'm not going to lie, dude. Eighth, ninth grade, I loved Anti-Flag. They were an early punk band I got into. And then I was like, ew, fuck those hippies. <laughs> and then, similar to Leftover Crack, it was like... I ended up, like, in the middle, like, oh, I can appreciate some of the songs, but, like, I don't like this militant aspect or this overly preachy aspect, but this song's fucking killer, and these musicians are good, and oh, my God, did you hear that bass line? But first of all, how bad does this suck for the other members, right? Like, imagine, like, you, and I think about this being in a band all the time, so you're sitting there, and maybe you have, you honestly do have no idea. Like, plenty of people 
are cunning and hide shit until they're exposed, you know? So you're sitting there in a van with someone you've known for 15, 20, 30 years close to an anti-flags case, and then, like, it's like, what? What happened? And now, not only do you lose that friend, but this whole band is done. And especially if it's just, just insane, like, you know, like, that's gotta suck for the other guys. It's almost like a screwdriver parallel because, you know, you say screwdriver, everyone instantly, Nazis, fuck them, blah, 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 and justifiably so. But, like, and then people are like, fuck the first album, too, which is, like, the not-Nazi stuff. But the thing that's really different about that album is it is all different musicians. And it is just the one original. Can you imagine that? Could you imagine if your high school band goes on tour, has a pretty successful underground album, and you're like, yeah, this is awesome, and you can kind of go down in the record books, and it's just, it's done, and it was like your fun memory, and like your your awesome childhood experience, you know what I mean? And then five years later, the singer comes back under the same name, doing those songs, plus a bunch more Nazi songs with a bunch of different dudes behind them, and you're like, whoa, 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 what in the fuck? That's kind of like a similar situation if like you would think guys like, Chris and Pat and like those guys must feel like you know and uh, but yeah definitely shitty but it even it makes it even more I don't know if ironic I think it is ironic would be the appropriate word but that like he's got the nerve to sit there and sing about like equality and women's rights and like be all preachy and tell you how you should live your life and and like like shove like some like really like commie beliefs just like down your throat and all this equality stuff and then they like they're like a sexual predator like what allegedly but it kind of seems true but if you don't know what i'm talking about there's a podcast it is episode 40 of i believe the podcast is called enough it's episode 40 it's all anybody's talking about i have not heard it but it also reminds me of a story in boston now it was weird now, a lot of things happened in Boston. It was an insane trip, a great show. We haven't even spoken about the blank set. Maybe that's how we'll reset the mood. But, um, dude, w- long story short, we catch some dude kicking the shit, literally, physically kicking the shit out of some drunk girl sitting on the corner crying, cursing at her, calling her a cunt, all these mean names. Rude girl Jess just, like, takes off after him. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm grabbing, like, Tim and Tommy and Aaron and Bill from Atlanta. I'm like, this dude's hitting this chick. Come, come. And we're going running. We chase this guy around the block. And, uh, you know, it doesn't get physical but um, with us because he was hitting her and grabbing her. But uh, we started yelling at him, and he stopped. He acted like he was going to do something back down. His friends walked him away. By this time, we were out. I'm more like a public road, but uh, we offered the girl to come with us, but of, of course she didn't. But like that's how that shit should be handled. And you know, do still take some things personal too, because you know I know people saw people making posts the wheelchair saying they were at the show, and I just feel like everybody that says what up to them is like contradictory and a hypocrite. But uh, we're gonna play some uh, blank seventy-seven because they played this last show and it was fucking awesome and we're gonna get to party train
Dirty Train, now the Blanks, yo. I talked to Jason about this, and he said, I love it. It was the same thing in like Vegas or California. I said, dude, when Blanks played, it was sardines. Now, I was standing on the stage for like half the set, and then I was up front where I normally am for half the set. And uh, while I was on the stage, I was like taking pictures from like the back view, and you could really see the crowd. And it's just this whole room packed all the way to the back, packed in like sardines. It was fucking great. Blanks sounded awesome. I know some of the members are like, so think about it. They've probably never played the same set list for a year before, and they've been playing the same set list all year for the, you know, Big anniversary of 26 years of Tanked and Pogoed. That often celebrated number, of course. And uh, But uh, the 26-year anniversary, so been doing the set all year long. And uh, But definitely getting those solos down. Renee did the solo to drag, and it sounded like the record. Like I was playing it in my head, like singing it in my head, like... Like I was, and like it was, it was like note for note, tone for tone, like it was on the record. She had another solo where she really, like you could just hear it. And she doesn't have a boost pedal, but for whatever reason, just the frequencies or whatever at certain points, it almost sounded like with that drag solo, like she got boosted and it was just cutting right through. And I was like, God damn! It just was like, God damn! Like it was so clean and so tight and so precise, and it was like note for note, like the record, and that's fun. That's fun. But yeah, Splank 77, I guess their next show. They didn't play many shows this year, but right now, and I mean the year's only halfway over, but uh, they, they've been playing regularly right now. They played a couple weeks ago, did the All Ages show. That was a blast. I think we talked about it on here already with the Whiskey Bats and um, you know playing in Boston last weekend, CY up in a few weeks. Speaking of um, that Sherman Theater show, Oh, God damn. Sherman Showcase Show. Let me jump over to maybe Doc Rotten or someone's Instagram. I think uh, Doc Rotten got a show coming up in York. So now um, one side it played this venue. I think this is the flyer. Ah, no, it's not. Come on. Well, there's a show going on at the, what is it, the West York Inn or whatever the hell it's called. And uh, Doc Rotten is playing as well as a few others. And I can't find the flyer at the moment, God damn it. Okay, AJ, AJ Rios is helping book the show. So I'm going to go to his messages. I know he sent me a flyer. Oh, my God. This is a live show. I'm sorry. I'm getting there. Okay, I found AJ. I'm trying to get to the goddamn flyer, and no one wants to fucking... Okay, found it. Jesus Christ. Gotta say, it should be easier to find a flyer than that. So going down, as I said, at um, the kennel in York, PA, so not the West York Inn. This is at the kennel, which is 1400 West Market Street. You're gonna have to be 21 to enter. $10 at the door. Saturday, August 19th, 7 p.m. Catch Doc Rotten with the Mid Rats and the Whiskey Bats. Now, uh, we saw the Whiskey Bats in the fucking Poconos, and uh, that was cool. You know, uh, Mikey gave my kids his pick. That was real nice. They thought it was cool because, especially Ava playing bass, she was watching them there the whole time. They sounded good. We're, uh, we definitely love Doc Rotten. 
Got to play quite a few shows with them. They got Johnny from the Ghouls singing now, so I'm looking forward to hearing some recorded tracks from Johnny because I really liked them live. But uh, we're going to get to my uh, favorite fucking Doc Rotten song. Here they are with Brass Tacks.
great. So Sean listened to the podcast. He also says he was at uh, Pints and Pies yesterday actually playing that track on the jukebox. That's awesome. It's literally down the street from my house. But uh, yeah, so a lot of cool things going on this week. Last week, I'm totally pumped about this record. Sean missing out. He didn't get the record. And I knew. So I, I was jokingly throwing some shade at the virus for, ne for playing with Cheap Sex and not having Mike on stage. But both bands are playing with um, at CY Fest. So maybe with me complaining so much, maybe this time, I doubt it. I don't see why it's so hard to just have the man jump on stage, take a microphone, and sing one goddamn song like Battles or God Forbid, Today's Rebellion or, or um, you know, one of the, not Throwaway Kids, what was the one, uh, Forgotten Rebels or something, something still fighting for a future, anything off that album, just come up, you guys can mess up in the second verse, no one will care, no one will, no one will care, it'll be fine, I'm sure he remembers the words, if he doesn't, he could pull the Mike Blanks trick and just sing the first verse over and over again, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, yeah, fun times, fun times. Now I was talking about Darkbuster earlier, and I was saying I recognized the voice before I realized it was a dude from Darkbuster, and uh, I was saying I recognized the voice. But before that, I was like, oh, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the Hudson Falcons. So we're gonna play the Hudson Falcons because I haven't played them in forever. Coming out of New Jersey, here's an alternate version of the song that I like better, Working Class War, Hudson Falcons. Uh, that's the Parasitics. <laughs> Stay! 
Hudson Falcons, Togo City. All right, we got some. We got some time left. We got some time left. I got a couple more things we got to talk about. It's definitely. Uh, I've liked the show. I think it went. It went smooth. We got lots of comments. Lots of people hanging out in the live chat. And uh, yeah, Chandler said he always loved how angri angrily Doc Rotten says no effects in uh, brass tacks. But uh, so we were talking about shows earlier. Now I can't give the specifics yet, but I got some awesome news involving a bunch of people from Jason from uh, Hostel City. Now this doesn't have anything to do with Hostel City. I just have no way of addressing Jason otherwise. But uh, I also know uh, tattooed punks uh, with um, you know uh, Josh from the Virus and uh, myself Pogo City, Kurt with Dismantled, are uh, Jason is organized something called, I believe, Punks and Skins with Purpose. Now, um, what this is basically going to be, we're looking for all ages shows, and we got our first spot, and there's going to be some matinees going on there and some other random shows. The venue would be The Yard, and it's in, uh, what is it, like, um, um, Ambler, The Yard and Ambler, and, uh, you know, towards Philly. And uh, they're going to be all ages shows, and they're going to be some type of charity aspect to it. Now, don't quote me on the details, but it'll be something like along the lines of it'll be a $10 ticket, but if you bring a non-perishable food item, it'll be $7, $6. It's going to be that type thing. So the donation is going to be an, an actual like item, not money, and then there will also be somewhat of a discounted cover charge in order to like pay the bands and shit but this will all be going down at the yard jason really at the helm a lot of people uh helping out as well as pogo city so we'll be booking bands for that i'm sure fucking spiky tops might be playing there and uh i know we were asked about the west york Inn as well but we can't actually make the date because that bum renee is back to work but uh, yeah, because it seemed like Renee was going uh, quite, quite far down the drain, dare I say? Nice little segue. I'm looking for some L E S stitches coming out of the Lower East Side. Of course, they got an awesome video for this next track going down the drain on YouTube. Go check it out. Here they are up next. Radio. I may have f***ed up here.
All right, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, you can definitely help support by sharing this video. You can share the podcast as soon as it's published, which will be in like 20 minutes. And uh, also a real good way you guys can uh, show your support is by going to Pogo City HQ and clicking the Pogo Shop link, getting forwarded over to our store. You guys can get scratch shirts there. I have a 10% discount going on for like maybe like the next five people. I, I said it at 10. 10 people were getting 10% off. I think we sold like five of them so far, so there's maybe five discounts left. But go to Pogo City HQ if you buy a shirt with Scratch on it, you can get a discount. We also got a Scratch on mugs, and we got it on some girl shirts. We got some spiky shirts up there, spiky tops. We got some spiky tops mugs. There's a mug with uh, Rob's artwork from uh, the 7-inch. It's a fucking one-sided parasitic 7-inch. The uh, It's real cool. It's white and red. I have one of them. It's mad nice. All the shirts come in every single color and every single size. There's some other cool shit on there. There's a hoodie. Not exactly the season for a hoodie. But like I said, there's a 10% off sale going on for the next couple purchasers on the Scratch shirts. So go check them shits out. Go to Pogo City HQ. You can get um, downloads to 14 or 15 songs that I've released. So go download them. You're, you can stream them free. Not all of them are on Spotify. Some of them are. There's a lot of one-sided stuff. There's some parasitics. I uh, threw a track from the unsubs with Joe on there. There is the spiky tops. There is the bedlam punks. And I'm waiting on those test pressings from Rats Ass Records, Scott in Florida. So uh, hopefully he'll get them to me soon. We're going to do a little limited run of the bedlam punks. I was actually talking to Black Zach today because I got to send him the one-sided record. And I was letting them know that we got some Bedlam Punks fucking test pressings coming. And uh, so that's pretty cool because Zach's never been on a record before. And uh, so that'll be cool. Going to release them. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. But uh, yeah, go over to um, also at Pogo HQ. You can get linked to Spin Me Round. And you can order Take the Streets, the one-sided Parasitics record. I'm loving the compliments I'm hearing. People love the cover. They love the quality of it all. The sound worked really hard on it. Hope you guys enjoy it. If you'd rather get a hold of me, I have maybe 16 copies left. I think I'm down to. But like I said, I would appreciate it, especially if you got them from Spin Me Around. And uh, in the Palmer Mall, we have a link on Pogo City HQ where you can order the record from Spin Me Around. But uh, we're going to get out of here. And why don't we leave with me and Zach playing in the Bedlam Punks. $4 show was in the high school band as well. This is the record I am talking about coming out next in a limited release. You guys can get this next track off Spotify. Here's Bedlam Punks, East Coast Punks, Pogo City Records. Press share. Thanks for listening. See you guys later.
party's over.